Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker. I'm a few minutes late, and I apologize for that. I do like being punctual. I don't like to waste people's time or or anything like that, and so I apologize. However, I don't understand. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties with today's guest. Um, he, We can see him. He cannot see us. Uh, I can hear him, uh, but he cannot hear us, so we're trying to get things worked out. So in the meantime and in between time, as we work on some behind-the-scenes things, I'm going to put this up on the screen quick, all right? Stand by.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you guys for tuning in. We're still working out some kinks. Uh, we do want to bring to you an amazing uh, live tonight. We do have a special guest. Uh, things are getting worked out. Uh, we're we're going to make this happen. I, I understand we're going to make this happen. Is that not is that right, Shayla? That is correct. I didn't realize I was going to be on the screen so quickly. Oh, I'm glad I was paying attention. Yeah, I'm glad you're paying attention too. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, your favorite baker's favorite baker. When we get everything uh, set up, this will be a live and interactive uh, live itself. Uh, so keep your comments coming. Keep your questions flowing. We're going to have some, some good commentary. He's a good point of view uh, from the guest today. Uh, he's got a bunch of wonderful ideas and, and, and questions and intriguing thoughts that he wants to share with us today. Uh, so just stand by. You got you guys just saw the video, the preview video of the fourth book that's coming out uh, that was published on March 4th. Uh, uh, it, it was, I don't know if USPS, FedEx, or, 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 I can't think of it. Hey, who else? Who else? Uh, uh, anyone else who's delivering packages? Amazon hasn't dropped the books off, but they, we're, they're on the way. They're being. I, I can't wait for them to get here. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of good, intriguing people inside that book, and they're all former guests on the show. Uh, uh, you know, the brave souls that decided to have their information put out there. Uh, they wanted to evolve so hard and, and have a showcase done about them so that they're in the book. Uh, make sure you pick that up. That's going to be on the website. But first, I, I can't put it, the link on the website until the uh, people who got actually are in the book actually get a copy of their book, you know. But I need to know what the energy levels are. I need to know what the energy levels are like. So if you had a good day today, I need you to put a one in the comment section. Put a one in the comment section if you had a good day today. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe in bad days. I like to call them character building days. And right now we're having a character building moment. Trust me, yeah, we are. But if you had a, a quote unquote a bad day, I need to put a two in that chunk. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. You know, it's kind of like, I, I hope that things will get better. I, it's Hopefully tomorrow will be a better day for you. If you had what I had up until this moment, and it'll pass, it'll pass. All, all, this is called growth. Uh, I need to put a zero in the comment section for outstanding day. Put a zero in the comment section if you had an outstanding day. Put a zero in the comment section. It's kind of like just a bubble, and you're right there in the middle of that bubble, and nothing can penetrate that. I'm going to put my comments in. Let's see. Uh, uh, Clara King, thank you for tuning in. She, uh, she had an outstanding or uh, a good day today. Uh, thank you. Faith P Peter Peterson, Patterson, I'm sorry. Faith Patterson had a uh, good day today as well. Shayla, what kind of day did you have? I had a zero day um, up until, okay. like you said, this moment now. Um, it has been trying, but you've done pretty well with handling this situation. Um, hasn't been as crazy, but it's still frustrating when things don't work the way you want them to, you know, as much as we plan and prepare and you run into a little bit of hurdles. So is what it is, though. We'll get Gate through it. Gatekeeper straight, no chaser had a, a good day today. I see a couple of good days change to outstanding days. Good, good. That's a good thing. We are streaming currently right now. We're streaming uh, on Facebook on uh, Clark Tent and Coach Clee page. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to those pages. Check out the lives. Uh, we go three years back. Bunch of good information on there. We're also streaming on YouTube under the same name, Coach Clee. If you haven't already subscribed to that page, hit that subscribe button. We also are on Anchor at the podcast. That'll be uploaded tomorrow after all the uh, technical difficulties are done away with. We will be on Anchor. So you can listen to the podcast and it'll be a, a, a different rendition of exactly what's going on. 
We also have the website. You see the website scrolling below, workwithclee.com. And on that website, you'll see a bunch of wonderful things. We just celebrated the anniversary of March 4th, you know, the two-year anniversary. It's the first book I wrote. It's a motivational empowerment book on helping you find your own breakthrough. We talk about toxic people and toxic situations. We talk about taking care of yourself. We talk about drinking water. We talk about, it's a roadmap for, for taking that leap of faith, for stepping out on courage, for changing your life. You know, you got to step out on faith to get that breakthrough. That's on the website. Second book on the website, No Shade, All Light, 25 of your favorite quotes and what they mean to us. So Herb Thompson, Clarence Stokes, Jason Brown, and myself, four gentlemen wrote 25 of our favorite quotes and what they mean to us. So there's over 100 quotes in this book with meaning, and, and that, that's on the website as well. That's the second book. The third book, I'm proud of this book. It's a pocket-sized book, Hashtag Grudge. That's on the website as well. Don't check out the website right now. Wait till the live is over. We talk about holding on to grudges. This one is near and dear to things that are going on in the world right now. Holding on to grudges. It, it talk about mistakes, anger, uh, uh, setbacks. Everyone, everyone's held on to a grudge, including myself. You know, it's a roadmap on living the better life. Les Brown said it best. If you're holding on to a grudge, it's like holding on to a hot piece of coal, expecting the person that you're mad at to get burnt. And instead, they're not feeling the effects. You know, sometimes you just got to let that thing go and start the healing process. And that's what we're talking about in this book right here. That's on the website. 10 tips to LIG, it, you know, to let it go. I see. Uh, Renee's on here. She said, hi, Shayla. She sees you up there. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to say hi to Renee. You've been on my mind. I've been praying for you. I'm so sorry for all the, the loss that you've encountered over the last month or so. So just thinking about you and, and hope you're, you know, staying positive and prayerful as well. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. I see some community background communication. Things are being taken care of. Good, good, good. We're, we're trying to bring this stuff to you. Uh, the special guest, uh, he's been, he, he reached out to me a while ago, uh, uh, a couple months ago, wanting to come on the show. Uh, he's been watching the show on YouTube, kind of studying it. So he's prepared for the show. Um, he just, just. He said he I believe he he was studied enough for the show because he was going to stump us with some questions or some way of th uh, some different th ways of thinking. So I'm looking forward to getting to that. But right now I'm going to move this on to Shayla's showcase. Shayla, you ready for your showcase? I was born ready. Uh, here we go. Now she's going to start talking. Here we go. <laughs> right. So just special shout out, of course, to all of our wonderful sponsors. Um, I will start with, if you have any interest in working from home, make sure you check out ImagesR LLC through their ImagesR virtual car, a call center, excuse me, they offer home-based work solutions that empower you to think outside the cubicle. I love that line every time I say it. Contact Kiana Palmer, CEO, and check out their website, imagesrllc.com. Uh, and you can also follow her on Facebook. Um, I know she always posts different opportunities and things like that. And so just make sure you check her out if you're looking for some home-based work solutions, which I know some of us are in this new, uh, new world that we're living in uh, today. And then moving on, we have DJ Bliss Productions for your musical needs, big or small. Let DJ Bliss take your party, corporate event, or reception to the next level. He specializes in all music genres. You can contact him on Facebook at DJ Bliss or via email djbliss717 at AOL. Com. And then I always want to give a special shout out to Jay Moore, who keeps our website up and running um, and making sure we have everything up to date on there. So any live guests, if there's updates about what's going on with Coach Klee and Tillman Productions, he keeps us on our toes and really on top of everything. So I appreciate that. 
And that's all I have in this week's Shayla Showcase. And there we are back. Yeah, I saw you were surprised again. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to also a former guest on the show, Damon Buxton. Uh, those clips that you see in between, uh, those are from him. Uh, the video that we saw, uh, the lab preview, that was from him as well. Uh, I got to give him a shout out. He's been doing some wonderful things behind the scenes. Been working directly with our board of directors. One of them, of course, is Shayla. The other one is Jamon, uh, who's trying to get things done for us right now as we speak. But let's. Let, I, I want to talk about the, what, what, what's your observations of the lab, real quick. I know it's been a, a process trying to get that whole project done and completed, and we get everything done on our end, and then now we're just waiting on shipping from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, whoever, postal service. Yes, and I know you are super impatient. So through the process, I will tell everybody I. Pay attention to the details. I'm very big on the small, the little details, the little things that Coach Lee is like, it's fine, we can do it without. But I'm like, mm -mm, let's go back and fix. Um, I oh, tried to double, triple check names, everything. Um, just little things, indentations. Uh, trust me, guys, Coach Clee wouldn't have made those changes if it wasn't for me. But anyway, um, lots of back and forth. I'm excited, though, because I think even though I've been here for all of, which is hard, it, I can't believe I'm saying this, like I've been here for all those guests and all those people, and I watched those shows and, mm -hmm. and shared them and probably watched them again. I think reading through them, I learned something new about different people. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to get a chance to, to read their own stories. Story. Everybody who uh, has been a part of this, we appreciate your support. Um, and I think it's just interesting when you watch something that's, or watch, read something that's like about you. Um, so learning and, and just reading like what you said. And maybe some people, it was a couple of years back. So it's like, wow, there's where I was then and look where I'm at today. Um, but I think everybody has something to learn. I think it's nice to read. And I mean, it's like a leisure reading opportunity and and things like that but i think it's fun and exciting as well so i think there are how many chapters coach lee uh 43 43 and, yeah, and, so. 43 and three special uh guests that we had to get special permission for uh um i'm excited that we got those in uh, they were three uh, of some of the best guests, uh, mm -hmm. not to uh, take anything away from anyone else who's been on the show, but three of them that have been on the show and are no longer here with us. So we got to do a dedication in their honor. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. And I think it's just the, the special touches throughout, I think, are are really nice and being able to read all of those and kind of go back to those moments in time um, when we were live with those individuals. Um specifically Vera's just always makes me her her words and what she says make me um oh smile yeah anyway yeah. you okay yeah yeah I was just waiting for you to finish the sentence because I think we're good to go I'm finished with my sentence there we go okay. guess guess what
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for bearing with us. We had a, a bunch of things going on in the background that we got smoothed out. We, had, we brought the iron out. We ironed out those wrinkles. I got a special guest coming to the lab. He, he, he's a young man with a, who's a, got an old soul. You know, he labels himself as the black enigma. You know, he's a thinker. He's a questioner. He's a philosopher. He's also NCO in the United States Army. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring him to the stage real quick. I just want to introduce Marion Small. Mary, up. Oh. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm even better now that you can hear us. Finally. <laughs> yeah, we, we, man, we made this thing work. Yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, so uh, I started off as a as a country boy, uh, born in Tennessee Colony, which is like two hours from Dallas, Texas. Okay, and, uh, you know, I was you could say I was living my best country life. I got a chance to work with my hands and you know pick peas and uh, uh, build porches and fences and all type of stuff. Uh, and I did that for until up until I was like eight or nine, and then we moved to Dallas and. Uh, that's when I transitioned to the city life. So uh, I uh, met my best friend in 2005. Okay. I joined the military in 2007. Okay. I got married in 2008. Okay. Uh, pretty good. in 2009. <laughs> and, uh, and in 2013 also. And uh, I got on the AGR program in 2015, and I've been doing it ever since. Okay. All right. We're going to dig a little deeper into that. Uh, um, okay. I, I, I'm glad you're here. I'm excited that I wore this shirt in your dedication. I know you you were talking about a little bit of Basquiat, so we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, talk about that a little bit, too. Okay. Uh, I'm not trying to put my age out there, but I, I, was, in the United, I was enlisted in the United States Army, too. Uh, okay. Uh, probably, uh, we'll just say approximately 10 years before you enlisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, Fort Bragg's parachute so, rigger, 92 Romeo. Okay. Do you miss it? Um, It's kind of hard to say now because it's been so long. I did miss it originally. I did miss it for a while, but it's been so long and so many things have happened in between that I've got so many different other experiences as well but i do i'm glad that i did uh, have that moment in time in my life okay i wouldn't trade that in okay. so, yeah I, i'm yeah, i'm excited that you're on the show and i know that you've actually been uh doing your own little uh, research and studying and so um I, i'm i'm kind of uh, uh curious on some of your perceptions on that you have of the show itself and topics that you want to cover okay okay i'm ready for it Okay, I was see. I know you sent me uh, on the registration form. You were talking about. Uh, uh, I, I want to jump right into generational curses. Do you th believe that generational curses is something that's very real? Uh, I personally don't believe that they are real. Okay, uh, so simply because of the environment that people are, uh, I don't want to say bred in, but in 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 a typical household, I I'll use uh, diabetes for example. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that that's a generational curse uh, because my great grandma had it, my grandma had it, my mama had it, and now I had it. So right. that's not necessarily the case. Uh, so the only thing that transfers from the great grandma down to me are, are cooking habits. So hmm. if, my, if, my, if my great great grandma used excess amount of salt when cooking food and then she taught my grandma, my grandma taught my mom how to do it. And now my mom taught me 
that's that's just not that's not a curse to me. That's just cooking with the wrong ingredients and okay. not not being cognizant of what you're actually using mm-hmm. uh, whenever you make the recipes. And and that's nobody's fault because you know during those times you really didn't really know you you know we cook to taste anyway not really by measurement so uh that's a whole nother thing within itself uh uh-huh. with, the, with the reasoning uh why diabetes is so rampant in the african-american community right right so that's a that's an interesting spin on that and i i, I can appreciate that because yes diabetes can potentially in some chances some some things are out of uh, uh people's control some people do get di- become diabetic uh without their control but uh potentially it can be done from just bad cooking habits or just bad teaching habits that were passed down uh you know like you said grandma taught mom mom taught uh you and you're doing the same thing it's just me if you can change up the game itself or change the way the style you cook or the foods that you eat or the spices or anything like that that can potentially change okay um so what do you think uh at least for generational curses when people say that they they're they've been poor their whole life and their their parents were poor and their grandparents were poor and their, their grandparents parents were also poor do you think that's a generational curse that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Uh, uh, because the lack of money is not a problem. It's a symptom. I, so, I agree with that. I, please explain. So, so if you figure out the symptom, so uh, work hard is 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 like the uh, the standard or the the secret recipe. Uh, to being poor, meaning uh, going to a nine to five. You know, poor people uh, trade time for dollars and rich people trade money to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if we're not taught how to invest, uh, you know, to know the difference between liabilities and assets, you know, stocks and, uh, you know, other stuff like that, we really, that's, I don't think that's a generational curse. Okay. All right. I know, um, like you were saying, uh, rich people, they, they trade their, uh, they, they, they don't like to waste their time. The most valuable commodity we have is our time. I mean, yes, once, right. once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, and if you learn how to leverage money, uh, if you learn yeah, generational curses, uh, or, or what's perceived as a generational curse, at least with money, I believe it is, uh, potentially the lack of education as well. Uh, no, in traditional schools, we're not taught about finances and savings and, and checking savings accounts and all those things. Uh, if you learn something about that, uh, you can potentially change your life, which does change the life of your kids and, and family friends that are in your immediate circle, I, I do believe. I don't believe, like you, you were saying, that it's an actual generational curse because uh, I think a curse would be something that's out of our control. I agree. Now, I, I agree with that. I, I think that. something that we can change with more education or awareness that can be changed. Uh, um, I know you were talking about, uh, again, diabetes and finances. What else do you think might be a, uh, a generational curse that we like to stereotype? Uh, alcoholism also falls in okay. that category. Drug okay. abuse. You know, so if I grew up uh, watching my uncles, 
drink, mm-hmm. you know, playing spades or dominoes or, or uh, Texas Hold'em or whatever it was. And I and I was stuck in that environment. And that's all I knew subconsciously. I would develop that. Uh-huh. Now, granted, it is some people that can like stand away from it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the uh, just the concept of being being in that environment. A lot of people don't give the environment credit as far as uh, molding and how mm-hmm. detrimental it could be if you don't observe uh, surroundings. I, I agree. I think that that played devil's advocate with both of that. I, I, I think there was a story I read. I forget which book, so don't quote me on this one. Uh, <laughs> and I'll just blame it on Shayla and not me. Ah. <laughs> but I think there were two twins, two sons that grew up in the same household as a father. The father was an alcoholic. The oldest son of the twins uh, grew up to be an alcoholic as well. They were like, how did you grow up to be an alcoholic? And the son said, I watched my father. The youngest son grew up not to touch alcohol at all. It disdained it and didn't want to be around it at all. They asked the son the same question. How'd you turn out to not be an alcoholic and not drink alcohol? He said, same answer. I watched my father. Both of them came up in the same environment, same situation. Their mindsets were different. And they One went right and one went left. Mm-hmm. I, so, so I agree with that. So a, a lot of people, I know a few people that's actually like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they watch their uh, parents do it, and then mm-hmm. they develop cirrhosis. Yeah, yeah. So, in order for my, you know, uh, in order for my health to be good, I don't want to do the same thing that my dad did or my mom did. But some people could see that uh, as well. I'm gonna do that because that's mom and daddy. You know, right. they they the original teacher. You know, mm-hmm. uh, up until you go to school, you know, so you you learn all your good and bad habits from your parents. You know. Yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, um, Renee's on. Thank you. She said, Hi, Coach Clee. I know I'm a little late. Uh, my bad. I'm getting looked at funny, but it's okay. I see Jamal's on. He, he, he went through each number of the day, his numbers for today. I know. Trust me, my day's back up to a zero. It wasn't two for a minute, but it's back up to zero. And, okay. and yeah, that's a good thing about environment and molding. And, and Taylor didn't like the fact that I put her on the spot, but Jamal has. Jamal, one of our board of directors, I think you know him very well. Very well. He asked, "What's your thoughts on you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink?" Uh oh, uh oh, you struck a nerve with that one. You got to explain. Ah, uh, so uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> I recently found out that it was another piece to that uh, to that quote. So you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But the key is to make him thirsty. Oh, I like that. I like that. So you know, uh, with my leadership style, I'm 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 really an introvert. So this position forces me to be uncomfortable. I hate Your comfort zone. Good. Yeah, I hate being in the spotlight. So uh, when you develop in leaders, one of the ways that that's the creative process is how to figure out how to uh, get a soldier to do something that they don't want to do, mm-hmm. but it benefits both of us, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of people still try to use old tactics on this new generation and that's not working. So okay. you kind of got to, you know, when in Rome do as the Romans do, you got to mm-hmm. speak the language, you know, to do the translation, but put your spin on it. Uh, so you can be more effective, but you know, I, I, I'm still learning how to make horses thirsty. You know, that's not a task that you actually learn. Uh, it's not taught, I, I would say. 
<laughs> I'm like, so so you gotta how, how you gonna make you, you lead you led this horse to water, you led this soldier to do this uh, a job or this opportunity, uh, and, and and he or she they don't want to do it. How do you make them thirsty? How do you make them like you said in your own words and make them want to do it? That's beneficial for everybody. What, what if I'm 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 your I'm a yeah yeah I, I'm in the army I, I'm I'm an E4P you know okay <laughs> so okay I gotta move uh, pile A over to pile B and I have to do it before 1700 and and you can look see by the look on my face I'm really not interested in doing this okay so how are you gonna make me thirsty enough to get this done uh, in a way where I mean you could do it because you're an NCO you could make me uh, do a thousand push-ups or whatever, but I, I, of course I'm going to work a little slower. I'm going to work with a, with a, I'm going to have an attitude. How could you get me to do it in, in the best capacity? Okay, that, that was that was a lot. <laughs> but so uh, the, the the first thing I would say is people change, personalities don't. So okay. when whenever you figure out the personality of the soldier, which requires me to actually know you, I I would know what makes you tick. Like, hey, man, we could go on and get this through. Uh, you know, it's it's almost like a not a bribe, but a a, war, a reward to access the dopamine. You know, the faster we get it done, the quicker we go home, or the quicker we move on to the next thing. So, uh, it's really about knowing your soldiers uh, because every tactic is different for each person. You know, mm -hmm. you might have to yell at the top of your lungs for somebody. You might have to cut somebody else out, and then for other people, you could just be direct. And they'll you you getting the same result, but just different tactics. I got you. Good answer. Good answer. I like that. Claire said he's been walking around enough. He he gonna drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. York is on. He had an outstanding day. Thank you for tuning in, Mr. York, former guest on the show. Yeah. So I, I know that uh, um, we're putting putting a lot of information out there. Uh, how how'd you get the name uh, uh, or the self proclaimed name, the Black Enigma? So uh, I, on, on this journey that I created for myself, you know, finding out who I am, uh, mm. I actually broke down who, you know, who I am, like, who are you? And okay. when you sent the registration form, you know, I probably spent like two days <laughs> <laughs> on question one because, oh, wow. it, because it asks, who are you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, most people will say, oh, well, I'm. Mary and small, I'm yada yada yada. I didn't ask you for your name. I asked who are you. So when you start peeling back layers of who you are, okay, I'm a man. Okay, now what is a man? Mm -hmm. You know, then you get into oh well, a man is a provider. He uh, you know, sets the example for people to follow. He uh, you know, he he fosters uh, all of these morals that makes him a good leader. Mm -hmm. You name it attributes. You're not, not you're not telling me what a man is. You're telling me what a man does. Okay. So, uh, whenever whenever I figured that out, I'm like, okay, what is a man? So, what I came up with is a uh, a man is a current state of being. Hmm. So, uh, and the type of being that I am is enigmatic which means difficult to interpret. Uh, but if you look at the etymology of, of, uh, of uh, I'm sorry, uh, enig uh, enigmatic, it means uh, concealed with a hidden meaning. 
so I so so I love uh, uh, parables and stuff with a deeper meaning. You know, kind of like stuff that we take for, uh, for granted as face value, and we don't really know the meanings that we use them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like nip it in the bud, for example. Have you mm -hmm. ever heard of that term? No, oh, I think we all have. It's so can I could I get your definition of what you think it is? Uh, if I if I would hear it or say it, nip it in the bud would be like you know we're gonna end this quickly or we're gonna we're gonna do this, nip it in the bud, and we're done with it. Okay. So so if you look at the history of that statement, nip it in the bud refers to plants. So mm -hmm. whenever a leaf turns yellow on a plant. You nip it in the bud by removing the yellow leaf because the plant would kill itself trying to turn that one yellow leaf back green. So mm. in order to keep the flow of energy throughout the whole plant, you nip it in the bud and remove the one so the rest of the plant can grow. You know, so so parables like that caught my attention and I I've been researching ever since, you know. Uh it's an interesting way of, of pruning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. All right, Jamal said, this is why we call him the enlightened one. He always makes... <laughs> <laughs> he always makes and, and, and he said, you you actually, uh, you're doing pretty good in the spotlight, too. I know you're not uh, you're outside your comfort zone, but you're giving up some good knowledge and pearls. Uh, I, I think I think you're, you're doing a tremendous job. And, I, and a lot of people on the platform may or may not know, uh, like you said before, you're an NCO in the Army. E7, if you don't mind me putting that out there, I think that that's an accomplishment in itself. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So to, to get that at a, what I would call, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, at a, a young age or a younger age um, than most, um, what what mentors or styles did you model after to actually uh, um, accelerate your career? Uh, um, most of my so so I so I have like an old soul. So most of my friends or people that I consider friends are like ten years older than me. Mm -hmm. So my uncle used to always tell me, "If you want to uh, be my age, you might want to do what I say and listen." So I took that advice and started listening to older people because I'm trying to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I did was learn the rules to the game. Okay. I, uh, and they and, and it was multiple people, you know, throughout the years taught me different rules to the game, but it was up to me to research it for myself versus mm -hmm. going by what somebody told me the rules were. You know, oh, you could get promoted in three years. Oh, really? I tried to do it in two and a half. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried to prove them wrong, but I learned the rules to the game. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, I've, I've been in the military 14 years and 11 of the 14 years I've been in NCO. Okay. Wow. That's 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 real good. Congratulations. So, so I, I tried to set myself apart from everybody else, uh, trying to avoid the spotlight, but that is not working out. You know, <laughs> quiet people make the loudest noises in rooms uh, is what I'm learning. Yeah, I, I like that because sometimes the, uh, the most the, lo the loudest person in the room is usually the one who's looking for the most attention that really doesn't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of comments. Uh, Claire King said the, uh, the comment was good. Uh, Mr. Yoy, we we accept so many parables without understanding their, their true meaning. Absolutely. Um, perhaps you have established yourself as a great person to listen to. Great advice. Again, from Mr. Yoy. There we go. There we go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
know on your registration form and again the reason why i wore this shirt uh, um basquiat please tell yes, me oh who he is to you he is the the inspiration to being creative uh, okay because so I went to college uh, to the art institute for a few years on uh, drawing and painting, and that's where I was introduced to him. I never heard of him in uh, another guy by by the name of Banksy. So the way that he would paint, uh, I think that was the first time that I seen somebody that looked like me translate his emotions onto a canvas. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've I've never seen anybody do it. And then when I started doing it. I'm, uh, you know, translating how I felt to uh, on a canvas, then I had a different respect for colors, you know, because you attracted to how you feel, you know, with colors. And, and if you feeling happy, you will naturally navigate to happy colors. If you're down, you are, and it's, it's crazy because if you mad and you try to use happy colors, it won't work. Hmm you have to stop and then wait a few days until you reach that peak of happiness and then you can do it. So, you know, that's just from my personal experience. Uh, and then the childlike state when uh, Basquiat paints, I think that's dope uh, because whenever you think like a child, your creativity is, is limitless. You know, once we hit adulthood, we take things too for uh for what for what it is you you know so we we try to say oh well, that's not impossible because you know the laws of gravity can stop kids don't really think like that yeah yep you know so uh in the way that and painting somebody's face could take hours but if you just do a circle smiley face you can still relate a message you know so i i thought that was uh inspiring I like that. I know when you put out there that um, he, he paints uh, like childlike uh, and you like that about him because as the Bible says, as a child shall, shall lead them again, uh, as we get older, you, we get corrupted or we get in uh, used to a style of thinking or mm -hmm. used to a certain way of life where that becomes our norm. Uh, we're used to rules uh, as opposed to a child who not saying they're not used to rules at all, but they're used to their, their imagination's limitless. You know, I remember uh, playing outside and thinking that we're, we're on a trip to Mars or something. And that was totally normal. In my mind, it seemed 100% right. And you, when you let your imagination go wild, that's when you, your creativity comes in and you have mm -hmm. no idea what kind of thoughts you can produce. Exactly. And, and that's why I like it so much. Cause it's, you know, you can cut it on, on and off, you know, and it's, if, if you ever want to, uh, if you ever have a difficult situation, ask a child to do it, and I guarantee you the outcome will be totally different. Interesting. Interesting. I'll keep that in mind next time I need to change my oil. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's a good thought, though, because they, they actually will come up with a solution that may or may not make sense, but it, it, it's probably going to be an aspect that's simple, but something that we wouldn't have thought of on our own. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and Demond saying, "Yeah, if you hang around him long enough, there is no such thing as a comfort zone," which is very true. I know he like knocked me out of my comfort zone some more times than I even want to, you know. And I'm the I'm the the comfort zone guy. Uh, get out your comfort zone. He's like, "Hey, you in your comfort zone?" So he knocked you out of yours. It's still, he's still doing it. <laughs> he's still doing it. <laughs> but I I actually thank him for that because now. Now I'm learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. it's a it's an uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable feeling that you got to get comfortable with it again. Mm-hmm. You, you surround yourself. You become the outcome of the five people you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with, like you said, older older gentlemen that have made it, have, that have done it, that are successful, you two are going to fall in that realm as well. And I definitely, yeah. by you being an old soul, you're definitely falling under that realm. Yes, sir. <laughs> We talked about uh, Basquiat. We talked about perceptions, generational curses. But I, I want to talk about uh, something that you also put down as well. Do you see uh, um, just countries itself or the United States as a, a melting pot? Or do you see it as a business or a corporation? I see it as a corporation. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason being is because kings and queens run countries. And okay. presidents run corporations. Mm. Uh, so uh, if you look at the law dictionary of the United States, it says that it's a corporation mm-hmm. and in black and white, you know, like that's so that's why I say I like to do my own research because uh, the knowledge is hidden, you know, mm-hmm. but it, and it's up to us to, to do the research and try to find it. You know, it's two things you can't hide the sun and the truth, you know, so uh so yeah, going uh, going back to it. So I believe that it is a corporation, and we are employees of this corporation. So w- whenever somebody asks, "Are you a U.S. citizen?" you're really asking them, "Are you an employee of the United States?" Hmm. Okay. And so with this corporation, uh, it's laid out a business model. Do you think this business model could be followed for those uh, entrepreneurs or or anyone um, uh, just uh, actually employed uh, by other means? That and and that would be a very mo- a, a successful model to uh, to follow and be successful. Yes, sir. But it, yeah, uh, you can, you could, but that determines your definition of success. Okay, what's your definition of success? Uh, actually being free, uh, free from debt, free from, and actually enjoying life. You know, uh, basically having your time back. Time is the only thing that we own, and majority of the world gets it from us. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, if you can control your time, you can control your success. You know, is is how I look at it. But in this world where everything is a commodity you know it's kind of hard to to defy the odds you know so uh going back to when i was living in the country i didn't really i didn't really know anything about you know the latest trends our life was was survival meaning we learned how to hunt grow our own crops uh you know, build, you do stuff with our hands. And that was the term of survival. But in the city, that same survival turns into, now I have to watch my neighbor because they rob. Now I have to be cognizant of, you know, two totally different uh, environments, same definition, two totally different outcomes, you know, so, uh, that that, you know, that's a whole nother (laughs) segment within itself. Uh Uh-huh. All right, I see Sheila chimed in. She said, "Very interesting perspective." She never thought of it that way when you were talking about, uh, the, you know, the president. Kings and queens run countries. The president runs the uh, a corporation. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. sir, uh, mm-hmm. if you if you look at your ID, so you know that me and you and and other employees, we are actually businesses. 
Mm. So if you look at your ID, your mm -hmm. name is wrote in all caps. So mm. the the way that your name is on government uh, uh, or legal documents is totally different from the name that you write or how we taught to write it in school. Two totally different people. Okay. So, yes, sir. No, I'm saying, why is that? Uh, because we are, so whenever you're born, you have a, a social security number, which is your tax ID number. ID number, yep. To the U.S. corporation, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it's a few people that actually prove, you know, whenever they, get, uh, I had a cousin who got a ticket and they wrote his name in all caps. And he proved to the court that the way that his name is wrote, those are two totally different people and he won. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So like like I said, it's it's rules to every game. Mm -hmm. You know, we just don't we weren't fortunate enough to have the rule book, you know. So so now with uh technology is public, you know. So uh it, it actually goes deeper than deeper than what I assumed that, you know, <laughs> the the depths of the ocean. Still waters run deep. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The devil is in the detail, man. You find the detail, it, it, it launches you on springboard for more information. That's true. That's true. Yep, yep. Jamon, yes. He, he said, you, you, I told you he makes you think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, 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 continuing on with our conversation uh i know what what kind of questions or what kind of aspects or what kind of perspectives do you kind of give religion you you, you kind of stated before that um you you wondered why more people don't question um, either religion or certain religions or just the philosophies or the ways of uh, teachings and thoughts yes sir so uh you know from my journey you know uh I, I saw that a lot of people were actually taught religion and nobody actually really, well, very few people actually found religion. Okay. You know, I, I was, I was taught, you know, uh, to love God, you know, because you would go to hell. And then I started asking questions. Okay. So do people love God because they love him or do they love him because they scared to go to hell? Mm -hmm. So if you can answer that question truthfully, then you can start unlocking other questions. You know what I mean? So, like I say, I I believe that the Bible is wrote in allegory, which means it's like punchlines that mean something else. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I wouldn't take nothing from the Bible, uh, but people are using the tool as a way of life versus it being a guide to, mm -hmm. to you know, for you to uh, walk through life. You know, mm -hmm. they sitting looking at the guide, navigating, not looking at the world. You know, but if you learn how to look through it and use it as a tool, you can, you know, you can uh, navigate a little more comfortable. Okay. All right. Look at that. A different <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yes, so, sir. what do you have a certain uh, uh, Bible verse or story or parable that you can think of that um, you yourself uses as a guide? Uh, I'm, I'm, I was, I was always, uh, geared towards revelation. Okay. Because a lot of, a lot of preachers really didn't talk about it. 
they shy away from it mm -hmm. you know and so i started interpreting my own way you know if you look at it from a child's perspective you are, it'll unlock something totally different like for example I, I can't really think of the verse but uh it talks about uh the insect that had the the face of a woman and the body of a scorpion and mm -hmm. it sounded like chariots running to battle well if you put yourself in a child state you'll be like okay that's a helicopter because yep. the only the, only the face of the person is showing whenever they are steering it the body of the helicopter is like a scorpion and it sounds like chariots running to war. Wow. So, so whenever I started breaking it down like that, okay. I, so I was like, oh, okay, now this is the allegory piece, you know? Mm -hmm. So this means something way deeper, but it's only for the people that are willing to question what they were taught. So a, a lot of people don't really question what they taught because it makes them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to go against what my mama taught me because my mama wasn't wrong. She taught me that. You uh -huh. know, so, so then that's the mindset that you have to step out of. You know, it's not necessarily she was wrong. She taught you what she knew. Going right. back to the, the, the cooking recipe. Mm -hmm. You know, she only taught what she knew, you mm -hmm. know, not knowing the long term effects of it. You know, so uh so yeah. So uh, would I be wrong in saying that you you question things often and, and may see things, a lot of things that uh, we kind of take for granted uh, from a different point of view? Yes, sir. I, I was questioning why I couldn't log in on the live. <laughs> I that too. You want to wanna know what else I was questioning? How we were going to make this work and how we... <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, we, we had people on the way to your house with, with uh, uh, computers and technology, and, and, and we were going to make this thing work. I, look, I, <laughs> I appreciate it, but I, I said, you know, whatever timing, it was it was meant to happen. You know, maybe it was somebody who didn't get off work until 620 that needed to hear the beginning. You know, that's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I, I just let it happen naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turned into be a great conversation. Like I said, I'm glad everything worked out. Cause I was getting out like, man, if, if the second or third chance doesn't work, I don't know. We're gonna, we, we, we're just gonna be real quick. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, me. Jamal said you he, you question everything, but that's what he likes most about you. Oh, that's dope. I, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, let me and not not trying to. Uh, um, kind of ch change thoughts a little bit trying to uh, change gears a little bit uh what has military life done for you and what would you um how would you describe it to someone who's never been in or to a student or a, a, a juvenile who's thinking about a military career so the, the military uh for my experience is the reason why i question everything okay because coming up in the ranks uh a lot of my sergeants told me stuff and I believed them because they were sergeants, mm -hmm. you know, so, and I never checked the black and white, you know, so uh, whenever I whenever I uh, made E5, I told myself that I would never steer people like that. You know, I, I want to talk with a purpose, you know, uh, a, a lot of people use the outer man voice, but if you translate the inner man and use the inner man as your outer voice, 
your words will be more impactful. So that's what I try to I try to like actually live the the parables that I say. You know, mm-hmm. I try to uh I try to make my words count. You know, so uh I would I would tell a a, a juvenile uh individual <clears throat> the discipline and selflessness is probably the two most things that uh the two attributes that I would consider top uh in, in, as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people think that it's integrity you know oh well you have to have integrity so integrity is doing the right thing at all times mm-hmm. even when no one is looking that's the piece that a lot of people forget so if you are at a stop sign by yourself you're the only car on the street and you run it that's not integrity so you know integrity can go off of percentages mm-hmm. selflessness can't mm. I, I can't be 50 percent selfless because i'm still putting somebody else in front of me so right. so that, uh that's my those are my two uh attributes that i think uh help mold me uh into who i am and and they take years to master mm-hmm. and i'm still learning how to you know how to master them so and, and and the funny thing is, as once you become the master, you still become you still have to learn how to master it. You never stop learning. And yeah. I think that's what keeps us humble. Uh, that's what keeps you growing uh, in particular. Yes. Um, so I know we're kind of jumping around here. If you could go back in time and, and talk to the younger version of yourself, um, uh, before you became who you are today, the self-actualized person that you are right now, uh, the, the 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 current person, uh, if you could go back and speak to the high school version of you or the 20-year-old version of you, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Uh, that's a good question. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, I, I, <laughs> so, so I would tell my, my younger self uh, mm-hmm. a few things to question, I, I, I didn't start questioning things until my first deployment. Okay. So uh, I would tell myself to question something early on and learn as much as I can about liabilities and assets. Cause okay. I, I didn't fully develop the actual concept until I was like 28 or 29, mm-hmm. you know? So from what they teach us is totally different mm-hmm. from what we learning. You know what I mean? When it comes to business, like I say, we are businesses, you know. So when you tell somebody to mind your business, it's a reason why they say that. Watch, <laughs> look, watch the company you keep. Yeah. That's a form of a business. So this is a business transaction. And once you understand the real lingo, then you can <laughs> you can see how much we've been tricked. You know, the, I always talk about the straw man illusion, you know, uh, something that's not really what it is we focus on it you know if if i wanted to get your attention over here so i could do something over here i would just create a distraction and you would follow it not knowing what's really going on over here and i feel like that's where we are with it you know so i would definitely tell my younger self that i like that i like that man and i like those phrases that you just gave me a different outlook on as well mind your business and watch the company you keep exactly look at that 
look at that uh part two of the question and you kind of already answered it a little bit uh let's just say that there's a kid a boy or girl on the other end of this camera that never met you never heard of you never knew anything about you until watching th this live on whatever platform they're watching it on and they're intrigued and they're they're like wow this dude's really blowing my mind right now uh, i, I want to be like him when i grow up what kind of advice would you give them the first thing I would tell them uh, is figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. That's the most critical. Like I said, I didn't actually, once you move past the question, you will understand it. So interpretation of the question is part of the question. You know, so like I say, adults take stuff for face value. So who are you? Oh, well, I'm such and such. Once you figure out who you really are, mm -hmm. that'll be able to... Uh, you know, then you'll be able to uh, solidify your path that you want to take. Mm -hmm. So, uh, knowing who you are, I would say, is this okay. for me? I like that too. I like that. It's becoming again. I, my favorite phrase is from Earl Nightingale: "Becoming a self-actualized person is knowing who you are and where you're going to go." Because uh, I mean, if you know who you are and where you want to go, you're going to get there. It, yes, sir around uh, with amnesia aimless, aimlessly you're just going to wander from here to there and you're just going to stumble into stuff get in trouble but if you actually know I am this and I'm going here you know exactly I'm going to take the fastest route I can it may not be the fastest route to you but you're going to avoid a lot of the nonsense Roger, Roger. and and that's something similar to uh, Alan Watts excuse me alan watts had a quote that said uh who you are is entirely dependent on who people told you you are mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so a lot of people are going through life right now doing stuff because somebody told them what to do hey i think you should be a preacher yeah. i think you, you know and then now they stuck in a profession that they don't even like a lot of people went to college because somebody told them to do it you know mm -hmm. now they have a degree you know in chemical engineering but your passion is i don't know fruit flies or something <laughs> you know being in tune with nature you know what i mean so so un until you figure out who you really are and what you love to do you know that's an honest conversation that you have to have with yourself so if you lie to yourself you'll pretty much get nowhere absolutely absolutely and here's another question for you uh what do you consider your your biggest strength and what do you consider your biggest weakness <laughs> uh i would say my biggest strength is the ability to think outside the box okay uh which is a gift and a curse you know because you can't really cut it off like i'm always thinking about mm -hmm. something you know mm -hmm. so uh that would be the strength the weakness is caring too much hmm how's that a weakness uh, because people who care too much carry the heaviest burdens. You you, you bear the weight of every, the the world on your shoulders, everyone in your circle, or everyone else. You can't turn that. Off. Yep, and that that that's tied directly to selflessness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, so if you look at the allegory uh, story of Jesus, mm -hmm. when he died, he displayed the highest level of energy that humans produce, which is love. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, and that was a selfless act. You know what I mean? And he carried the weight of the world. You know, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but I'm using that you know, uh, as as uh, you know uh, <laughs> a more solidified 
from the analogy. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Way to answer that question. There we go. All right. What gives you the inspiration to wake up every single morning and, and tackling? And, and you say your brain never turns off. Uh, you very uh, bear the weight of the world on your shoulders. You care too much, which um, uh, people can and do take advantage of. Uh, uh, but what gives you the inspiration to keep moving forward, or like we like to say on this show, keep marching forth? Taking it one day at a time. Okay. <clears throat> and the, and the reason why I uh, I say that is because I literally take it one day at a time. Like, I'm not really worried about Saturday right now. Okay. You know, and if you enjoyed it, so it has to do with enjoying the moment, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and if you think about next week, you won't enjoy the trip to next week. <laughs> yeah. You know? So so I look at it like uh, life as a vehicle. You know, uh, if you're staring at the windshield, so, you know, you only look at the rear view mirror for temporary uh, moments to see how far you came. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people get stuck looking at the rear view mirror and now they done lost focus on the road. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, with technology, they done got so hip, they using the backup camera to back up now, you know. So even with that, you still taking your eyes off of moving forward. So, you know, uh, I, I developed, uh, I actually developed drive you know, uh, versus, uh, inspiration and motivation. So, uh, motivation to, so to, for me, motivation and inspiration is good, but they equivalent to a diet. So mm -hmm. diets are meant to be broken. Motivation is meant to have, uh, you know, accomplish something temporarily, you know, mm -hmm. like, Hey, we finna move this from over here to over here. Mm -hmm. So you come up with ways to motivate them. Drive is the lifestyle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So uh, instead of going on a diet for eight weeks, you know, uh, just to reach your goal and then go back to eating how you would eat, it doesn't make sense when mm -hmm. you can make it a lifestyle and you can adjust accordingly, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes back to the phrase, and motivation will get you started, but the, the drive will actually keep you going. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I haven't heard that. I like that. I'm gonna have to use that. <laughs> you can go, you can borrow that. You gotta put a CT behind. Ah. <laughs> I won't tell nobody. I won't tell them. <laughs> so how often do you how often and in what ways do you challenge yourself? Uh <laughs> yeah, put him on the spot. Yeah, I heard he was studying. I, I had to come up with something. You come in with some. I'm talking about 600 meter questions. <laughs> I like them though. Uh, so I I use uh, my age as the version of me. Okay. So so right now I'm 31, which is version 3.1. Okay. So whenever I, whenever I turn 32, I sh I shouldn't have the same 3.1 attributes. Mm -hmm. I should have 3.2. You know, mm -hmm. so, uh, and you know, that goes with everybody gets older, but not everybody grows up. Right. You know, so in order to grow up, you have to keep pushing yourself, you know, mm -hmm. outside of your comfort zone, you know. Mm -hmm. And and plus, I told my wife when we was in high school that I was going to retire her by 40. Okay. So, yeah. And you're right on track for that goal. <laughs> 
And so it, that that reminds me, I, I, um, I most of everyone who's on here knows I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan and a diehard Baltimore Ravens football fan. And okay. I listened to a, um, a documentary from Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis, while he was preparing for his final season, or is one of his, he was in the, the twilight of his career. He was coming to a, a screeching halt pretty soon. Uh, they said, how do you prepare for this upcoming season? Do you prepare for it the same way you did last season? And he said, absolutely not. I can't prepare for it how I did last season because last season it's over. I can't, I, I can't do it the same way. I have to uh, bring it new. I have to do something new. I have to energize myself new. I can't, I, I'm not that same person. That's not that same season. We're not that mm-hmm. same. I have to attack it differently. And that's exactly what it sounds like you're saying. Uh, each age you get, you have to attack that age in that moment uh, very differently. And you come uh, with it with uh, from a uh, different perspective. I'm getting tongue-tied right now because I see Mr. Yoy's comments that I'm not going to acknowledge at all. We're just going to bypass that, okay? <laughs> Show that, that it must have been about the Ravens. It's something. It's something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not going to acknowledge it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan by default because I'm. Hold on. Where's where's the, hold on? Say it again. Where's the <laughs> there we go. He's muted. He's muted. Certain certain uh, uh, conversations aren't allowed on here. I'm gonna let him back on now. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, yeah. That we're not saying that name on here. We're not saying the other one that's in the comments section. That that's gets no way. Gets <laughs> Um, let, let me ask you this though, um, because uh, you seem very intellectual. Is there a, a, a book? Is there a story? Is there a person? Is there a, a certain situation that has influenced you or has been that sticks out in your mind as a game changer? Uh, something that has changed you, set you on a, a different path uh, for your life that, that you can attribute. Uh, you know, this one thing has done this. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> like I said, on, on the, uh, when I was deployed in 2009, mm-hmm. I watched a documentary called Loose Change. They, okay. they, they took it down. It's, it's no longer available on YouTube anymore. But okay. the original version uh, actually talked about 9-11 on, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote conspiracies on like what actually happened and it was this dude's perspective and it opened up my eyes to something that I was never uh aware of, you know, that the news would actually lie. You know, a lot of stuff that was being reported in the US wasn't actually going on or uh in the part of the world where I was. Mm-hmm. So me knowing that and mind you, I was <clears throat> I was 19 when I when I uh, deployed, so I was still you know a, a young mustache. So I, I had a lot of questions, and uh, that was one of them. Why would they lie? And then I kind of went down the rabbit hole, and I had LASIK on my third eye, you know, and uh, wow, that uh, allowed me to see stuff that that's been around the whole time. I just didn't know what it was, you know. So uh, I would say that documentary loose change. Listening okay. to uh, Dick Gregory, he was one of my mentors that I never met. You know, my virtual mentor, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the elders. You know, my mama. You know, telling me stories of like what actually happened uh, <clears throat> back when she was coming up versus what we were taught in school. You mm-hmm. know, I was always taught that Martin Luther King died on the balcony. I didn't know nothing otherwise. He died at the hospital. You mm-hmm. know, and even the family. The King family sued the government uh, for that conspiracy, and they actually won, but they never post. They never talked about the case being won. 
Right. And I wanted to know why was I taught otherwise, you mm -hmm. know? So that, that 2009 deployment really opened up my eyes to the real world, so to speak. Absolutely. I yeah, again, I, I remember um, talking to um, my, my grandfather's mother. Um, she died when I was nine years old. We would take trips to South Carolina and visit her on the farm. And, and just hearing, she was born 1800 sometime i don't know the exact date uh but the conversations that we had it, it were intriguing because again like you said some of the things that uh, uh she told me uh her, her life was uh were not the same things that i was learning in school uh mm -hmm. different spin on it and uh, as bad as uh, i would think uh, 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 African Americans person's life would be in the 1800s. I mean, in her, her family, her culture, where she was at, her life wasn't that bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, they may, I don't know. They may not have had what what they the, the social norm or what was needed, but I mean, they 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 were they were on point. They were on I, point. I, I agree. And and to uh, when when you were talking, I I was thinking about you know uh, what you said on how the stuff that she said you know uh, was totally different from what you were taught. Mm -hmm. the, the even the term Uncle Tom. So mm -hmm. I I never read the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. Cabin, uh, yeah. And it's a negative connotation on it. But if you actually read the book, Uncle Tom was a hero, mm -hmm. and it was based on a. Uh, <clears throat> a real dude named Josiah Henson. Mm -hmm. And he actually freed hundreds of slaves mm -hmm. and uh, ended up getting killed because he didn't tell on two uh, female soldiers, uh, not female soldiers, two female slaves that uh, ran away. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, he was killed. But in the in the movie that they put out, the Uncle Tom character died protecting the master's house. So even in that little uh, analogy or true life uh, statement right there, mm -hmm. images are more powerful than words. Oh yeah. You know? and, and and if you don't understand how they control us, you will be lost in the sauce, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why I just go back and, and look at the black and white. Cause I wouldn't have never knew that about Uncle Tom. So when you call somebody a Uncle Tom, you actually calling them a hero, mm -hmm. you know? Yep, I also heard that Uncle Tom was also known for for not beating any uh, African American women. Um, yes, sir. He 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 also took cotton out of his bag and put it in the other slaves' bags so they wouldn't get beat. Hmm. He he did a lot of uh, heroic stuff that I never knew about. You know, right, up right. until recently, right? You know, so yeah. I like that. I like this. It's been a good conversation. And I know uh, we had uh, we didn't get to do the preamble, what I like to do. Um, so we're kind of flying off the cuff a little bit, but it, it's been very fruitful and very knowledgeable uh, through the course of conversation. Is there anything that I may have skipped or th is there any topic that you would like to cover right now? I'm going to give you the floor is yours. Uh, not that I can think of at this moment. I just really appreciate you for, you know, allowing me to be on your platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I appreciate the fact that you wanted to come on. I appreciate that the information that you shared. I appreciate the drive that you have. I appreciate uh, the way you question things and the new perspective that you brought uh, just for things that we would consider something simple uh, or things that we may not even have thought of in that way. Uh, looking yes, at the United States as a corporation, the president uh, is, is running the business. We're, we're companies by, uh, just by our, our, our ISBN, or I'm sorry, that's for books, our tax uh, <laughs> 
number. Uh, <laughs> I'm confusing so many things. But yeah, it's interesting. Mind the company that you keep. Mind your business and things like that. Absolutely. I, absolutely. Yes, I think we all learned something from this. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I'm I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And you know, real quick, I'm I got I got to give a shout out to Demon uh, Buxton just for this right here. Check this out. Gotta love them things. Gotta love them things. You know, ladies and gentlemen, he's still on here, and I, I got him in the uh, any room real quick. But I do these shows. I put on to put on, and I say that to say this: if you've got a business, a product, or a positive message that you're looking for a platform to get that information out on, let me know. Inbox me, text me, get a hold of me. I will schedule you an appointment to get you in the lab. Tell everyone to get their pen and their pad, and we're gonna have fun discussing it. Again, if you've got a business, product, or positive message, we're gonna get you on the show. All right. I want everyone to live their life with a purpose and evolve so hard. We'll bring it back on real quick. Here we go. Let me unmute him. Marion, you know, I appreciate you coming on. I don't have the gift in front of me, but for donating your time, I do have a gift for you that I will be sending to you. Uh, so, uh, for coming, blessing my show, I, I'm going to bless you with the gift and I will make sure I get that to you. But I got a special guest coming to the lab next week. You know who the special guest is? Oh. <laughs> I can't tell you that, but you got to tune in and see. You got to tune in and see for yourself. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. I, I had a, a wonderful conversation. Uh, I, I, I wish you, uh, I hope you flourish uh, in life itself. I, I want to stay in contact. I, I hope things go well with you. Thank you for coming on the show. We got to do one more thing before we leave the show. Do you know what that last thing is? I think I think I have an idea, but I. What do you think the idea? Is? Let me know. Tell me. Is it the energy levels? No, no, we did that. We already did the energy levels. We got to do the money dance. Y'all know what the money? Oh, see, you haven't studied the show fully. We got to hit them with the money dance. <laughs> is that what it is? Yo, you got gentlemen <laughs> for tuning in. It's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker coach, Click coming at you. Stay, I want everyone to stay safe and, and, and evolve so hard. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night. Peace.